Welcome in, one and all. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. So much to do. Rock and Brews now open. Dream Dance Steakhouse open. Ryu open. You've got the 360 bar serving it up. You've got gaming tables. You've got the slots. You've got the sports book. Bingo is back. Hotel is open. It's a party. And uh, check out our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Not to mention, I believe, Start thinking maybe down the road they have their New Year's Eve rocking party that's going to be getting underway, and they're going to start selling tickets for that as well. That's all going on at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Joining us now on the hotline, our guy Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette now joining us. And uh, Eric, now that you go back and watch it, was it as bad re-watching it as it was watching it the first time? <laughs> Thanks for having me on this morning there. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you this. What if you could go back and bottle up some of that emotion after the week one win versus the Bears and just kind of like let some of that out right now? Do you think Packer Nation would be in a little bit better mood? Holy uh, I would think so. Uh, although, you, you know, the old adage is you're only as good as what have you done for me lately. And what they've done is put up no points in the first half, thrown interceptions to end ball games. They look like they're confused. And now – you, have you heard? Did you, by any chance, last night listen to the uh, the Green and Gold post game show that we had? I did, and I was interested to. Uh, I was going to ask you, maybe off off the air, but what? So that was Razul Douglas that uh, sent that out, huh? That well, no. What happened? No, it was Mike Clemens was talking to Rasul Douglas and said that another defensive player said to him. Oh that this is what's happening. So Mike was trying to talk to Rasul about it. Rasul's like, look, I don't, I don't got anything. It's the same thing every week. It's, you know, I mean, that's kind of what set all of that into motion. But basically saying that there's a player that says, we come in with a game plan. They make a small adjustment at half or say, let's do this instead. Don't really explain it. There's no fire. There's no brimstone. There's no emotion, no nothing. And then they walk away and guys are left to go, well, what are we doing? You know, that some guys don't even know where they're supposed to be. They're just kind of out there winging it. And that's your defensive coordinator. And that was kind of like you talk about burying the lead. You know, I mean, they were talking about the inept offense and what Jordan Love does and doesn't do and what Matt LaFleur does and doesn't call. But, oh, by the way, there's a defensive player that says we don't even know what's going on because they don't really do anything and they don't really talk to us. Well, the the fire and brimstone part certainly is very easy to see because there just isn't any, you know, and, and, you know, you, the, the frustrating part, you look at the run game, right? At the run defense. And it's, you know, it's not awful. The scheme isn't terrible. It's just that you have one or two guys every time there's a big run that, you know, it's not where they're getting beat physically. It's because they're in the wrong spot or they give up on their spot and they, they jump a gap and they do things like that. That is just irritating. And so my, my point when I say that is you look at good defenses and all these players, Oh, these players are great. They're awesome, whatever. But the reality is when you're looking at a good defense, they're all in the spots that they're supposed to be all the time. And they're they're So I don't know about any of that stuff that goes on in the locker room. I wasn't there. can't hear it. You know, obviously none of us are, but the part that sticks out on, on video when you're watching it is that it seems like there's no, if they screw up and, decide to go inside gap when they have contained and if it continues to happen over and over and over and over again where's the discipline where, where, where that's the point where i'm like I'm, if we're speaking specifically on defense where's the discipline 
You know, you can't right. make the same mistake over and over and over again and expect something different to happen. It continues to happen. And, you know, I can tell you this, and you know this, when I coached and when I played, you make the same mistake more than twice and not, your ears are ringing. And these guys, it just seems like it's just they're doing it over and over again. And, you know, it's got to stop. So let me let me ask you, let's start with the offense. And yesterday, again, we saw two receivers run the exact same route, end up right next to each other. And uh, it looked like Matt LaFleur was just chewing Jordan Love's ass when he got to the sideline. Uh, a couple of throws. You had one throw behind Christian Watson that actually, you know, screwed his knee up. Uh, you had some throws that, well, the two touchdown pass catches were, you know, fluky at best. I just I, – I've seen nothing but regression. And you and I talked about this. When you talk about, let's say, the Chicago game or even the Atlanta game, we had said at the time, okay, now let's see what happens when teams get a little bit of a book on you and start scheming for you. Well, now it's obvious. It's like, go ahead and throw downfield. We know you can't do it. Well, that's that, – and that's a big point, and you're going to see it in uh, the column that Pete and I do today, is that a lot of people are going to say to me, are you nuts? But the reality is they need to do it more. They need to they need to push the ball downfield more. And if it was never more evident, it was definitely evident yesterday. They couldn't even run a screen because them safeties were sitting that were were screaming up so fast because they thumbed their nose at it. So it's twofold. A, the receivers got to start maturing. And the bad thing about Devontae Adams playing for the Ravers Raiders is that he's not in the locker room and he's not in the meeting room. Because right. one of the things that make him the great is not he's super fast or quick or that. What makes him great is his ability to create space and his ability to go and get the ball at the highest point rather than be falling forward and reaching out and grabbing it. Or every time there's a throw downfield that there's a ton of that there's no space. So there's ways that Devontae did it in a in a really professional way of slowing down just a nanosecond. And then, then bursting to get the ball, or leaning into the route so it's going towards the numbers, so we know it's going to the sideline, so he's got more room to to go get the ball, and more importantly, going up and getting it at the high point, and not just falling down and flailing your arms around. I'm not saying the receivers that are on that football team are bad athletes or they're not good; they just don't know how to play the position as efficiently as they need to. So that will help. Secondly, by throwing the ball more downfield, I mean there's they're going to connect. And some of those long balls that they're missing right now are, are not all Jordan Love. A lot of it is right. on those young guys that just aren't getting it done. And what that'll do is going to open up the middle part of the field. Some safeties are going to have to stay back on their heels because they never know that it's going to come. And if they continue to just scream up field, those balls, like that, like the, the, the touchdown or the, the missed touchdown throw in the corner of the end zone, it was a screen pass, but that screen pass, that safety came screaming up to take away the screen. So you had one-on-one in the corner. That's a 90 percent of the time. That's a, that's a must-throw ball. Problem is, receiver can't get can't get any space, wasn't able to do that, and the ball goes wild. So, you know, as much as I want to point it at Jordan Love, the other part of it is that those receivers got to start getting going. At what point, I mean, you're seven games into the season now. You've gone through your self-scout, a mini-bye week where you've self-scouted. I mean, at what point? Do you expect guys to get it? Well, that's a great point. It should be right now, and it should get better. Uh, what I would like to see him do, you know, get it going early. Christian Watson, I mean, where is he? 
Other than, right. I mean, he, where is he? They need to get him the ball in the first series, second series, short slants, little quick outs, things like that to get him lathered up and, and start getting the defense to focus on him. Because the only, the only way that offense is going to go anywhere is if you've got Christian Watson heated up and with Aaron Jones. That's it. Those are, the only, those are your playmakers. Those are the guys that are going to get it done. And I think maybe Jalen Reed is, is starting to inch his way up there. But if you're not going to get those guys involved early and make an effort, an intentional effort to get Watson and get Reed the football, you're going to get what you get now. The other part that I want to ask you is, this season, when the offense needed to get going, what did they do? Went to hurry up. They went to hurry up. So when you're struggling, hey, why don't you just do it? Right. That's my. That's a huge point for me. As you know, what as a coach, you got to a keep your your team involved mentally and emotionally, and and keep them sharp. Start the game and hurry up. Do something different to, to generate some excitement and, and, more importantly, some confidence on that side of the football because those guys are getting just their heads pounded in. Start out and, open, and hurry up or the second series or do something like that to get them moving and get some aggressiveness and get something happening rather than just standing there and taking it in the mouth constantly. It just doesn't make sense. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, give me your assessment of the offensive line. Uh, Rasheed Walker gets beat inside handily uh that's that's going to be a point of contention for the rest of the year it's been on on video now three games in a row that inside moves are he's especially against the run he can't can't handle them so uh that's going to be something to watch for uh josh myers i know everybody thinks he's a bad dude and for some reason people don't like him but i i really like his ability to get downfield uh and go pick off backers and, and more importantly be able to do it on his feet um uh, I think, uh, you know, Elton Jenkins is Elton Jenkins, uh, right tackle. I think Tom is, is a, is an effort guy. Um, and, and I think the, the you know, John Runyon, you know, he, he gives it everything he's got, you know, I'd love to see him be able to, to have a little bit better feet, but, uh, if I degrade them like a ABCDF, they're, they're B minus, you know, they're not terrible. They give good protection. Um, they, they struggle a little bit on the twist game, but, but, you know, I, I think their backs clean up most of that. So I, I don't think they're bad. I think the run game was the, the run block. You know, I give them an A on run blocking. Problem is, uh, you know, when they have 33 in the ball game, he makes them look really good. And when 28 in the ball game, he makes them look bad. I uh, I look at the statistics of the offense and the pressure that Love is under, and he's one of the bottom third quarterbacks in the National Football League with pressure in his face. I mean, that's the the offensive line for as many times as people have maligned it it's actually performed rather well. I mean, statistically speaking. So I agree with you. It's not bad. It's not pretty. It's not awesome. It's not blowing open holes and providing a big spacious run game, but it's been better than serviceable. And so that goes back to what the, what the offense can do with at the skill positions. And when you do finally get guys open or where the ball is supposed to be, Jordan love has his accuracy is of major concern right now. Is it for you? Uh, no, it's not major concern. I think it's I, for me. No, I, I think it's the big. The biggest concern is that the receiver's got to be able to make space. Um, you know, I, we're, no one's going to be a pinpoint accurate passer like like Aaron Rodgers was. We we were spoiled um, with with that. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. But for me, it's it's more. If I had a concern with with Jordan Love, is learn to be a checkdown Charlie at times. It's okay. 
you know, that interception, he hit the check down, it's 10 yards, and now we now it's fourth and 10 versus standing on the sideline. Those are the some, some of those simple decisions that I think he's got to get better at. He's got to be able to think of the weak side flat. You know, there were several times with a tight end and the weak side flat and it's wide open and he throws it somewhere else. So it's not embarrassing and it's not a bad thing. I know for quarterbacks, being called check down Charlie sucks and it's kind of a, it's not a thing of, uh, uh, you know, people aren't saying that because they think you're great. They, they think that you're more of a system quarterback. But at this point in time, they got he's got to be able to do it. If they're going to let the play develop and run downfield, tight end and running backs at um, intermediate level, hook curl zones are going to be open and they are. Just trust it. Just move the chains. Move, you don't have to be Aaron Rodgers. You need to move the chains. And maybe that's due in part to you know look at his completion percentage downfield in the intermediate and deep passes, which is like around thirty percent. It's it's just terrible. Uh, and that maybe that's what he needs to do. Is you got to always have the outlet. You got to have the check down that you can take. And you know we sent it in the game against the Bears when he did hit the checkdowns, and suddenly you're just putting in the ball ball in the playmakers' hands and letting them do their thing once they have the ball in open space. But it, to me, it seems like teams have said, okay, we're going to take that away and we're going to rush the line of scrimmage because we know he can't go downfield. He doesn't throw downfield or the receivers don't get open downfield, whatever combination you yeah. want to put together. So they've said, we're just going to, we're going to press the line of scrimmage and we're not going to give you the opportunity to get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. And if they do get it, we're going to hit them for a one or two yard gain at best. I went through right. the, the gains on offense yesterday and when you look at it, it's four yards, negative one yards, five yards, eight yards, and two yards, one yard, two yards, one yard, incomplete pass, three yards, negative two, negative three, negative 11, two yards, and six yards. That's your first and second downs through the first half of the game. I mean, that's, that's awful. Brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know what? I still am going to stand on my, on my soapbox and say, you got to throw it. You got to throw it. You got to – you got because those safeties – the, the the issue is at least yesterday they couldn't loosen those safeties up. They throw a screen pass and you got a safety standing in your face. I mean that can't happen continually. They got they're taking away. So teams are now you playing this offense. Teams are now going to take take away ten yards and in, and that's until you prove that you can do it. And if you're afraid to do it, that's one thing. But if you can't do it, that's another. You still got to keep doing it. If I had to whisper in the coach Lafleur's ear, it's like listen. You ain't going to the Super Bowl this year, right? You gotta play for 2024, and you gotta get these guys playing good. And you, got, you know what? You're gonna lose a lot of games, but just do it. Otherwise, they're not gonna get any better. Do it. Throw it downfield. Let it happen. Get your receivers getting their ears. Tell them they get, they gotta figure out how to create space, or they're gonna find a way on someone else's roster. And and try to make it happen and get ready for next year. At this point, you're not playing for this year. You're playing for next year and giving these guys the opportunity and, and let it happen and get the ball in 33 and nine's hand and 88, 11 once in a while. Let it happen. Make, get, make those people the focus point of your offense because your quarterback isn't going to get it done right now. They're just, they're not, they're dropping balls and they're taking away everything 10 yards and in. So you got to push it. You got to push it over that spot. Would you at this point, because you talked about uh, not having Devontae Adams on this team, would you trade for a veteran who's, you know, maybe not, uh, you know, an astute veteran, but a guy that can actually come in and help the young wide receivers learn how to run routes and learn technique? Well, wait a minute. Isn't that the guys that's sitting in there in polo shirts? Isn't that their job? Right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe do some lead by example. Would I trade for a guy? 
you would have to be a special guy because those guys all have egos. They want the ball. They don't want to teach someone right. else how to do it. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's yeah, what I trade. I don't know what I pick up a vet off the, uh, you know, on the off season, maybe probably, Okay. but you know, but I think more importantly, and I don't want to get into this carousel, but the reality is those guys in polo shirts, those are the guys that got to do it. It ain't, it ain't, you can't expect a, a, a player to do it, but you can, the, the, the players around, if you got a player that can do that, the players around them can see with by example versus in just a guy in a polo shirt talking about it. Great stuff as always, my friend. I appreciate it. And we'll talk again next week after the Packers face off against the Lions. Or, excuse me, against the Vikings. The Vikings. The Vikings. Yes, it should be a great yeah. game. I always enjoy the Vikings. Hey, did you see that? That Anthony Barr is still out there? I did. I you did see what? that. I think he would look fantastic in green and gold. I, why I hasn't anybody picked him up? He must have an attitude problem or something. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know because he could still play. I, I Maybe he wants too, money, too much money. He's going to sell until someone decides to get desperate enough to pay him. Maybe that's it, but. There's got to be an upgrade over O.J. McDuffie, my goodness. Right. I would agree. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next All right. week. Be good. All right, yeah. buddy. Talk to you. There you go. That's uh, that's Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. You know what? Some of you people over on the live stream are absolute freaking idiots. You really are. You don't listen. You react. You, you listen to react. You don't listen to listen. He said he's not – because I said, are you overwhelmingly concerned? He said, I'm not overwhelmingly concerned. And suddenly people are like, are you kidding me? Or why are you not concerned? He never said he wasn't concerned. He said he wasn't overwhelmingly concerned like I am. Good God, man. Talk about overreaction and, and just stupidity. Just, God, listen to reality before you're just ready to jump and scream and yell at people. Holy mackerel. Uh, no, he's not related to Jordan Love. He just said that some of it's on the receivers, and I would agree with that. You saw two receivers run the exact same route yesterday. Is that on Jordan Love? Probably not. Probably not. I saw at one point Luke Musgrave uh, on an in route in the zone, but he ran overran the zone. He didn't sit where he was supposed to sit. Now, is that Jordan Love's fault? No. There are some things you have to look at and you have to say, there is, it takes two to tango. Is Jordan Love the most accurate passer out there? Hell no. Nobody's saying that. But you can't throw everything at the feet of the quarterback and say, oh, it's all his fault. I agree. Throwing deep, it's not his forte. I agree he overthrows and underthrows. But quick outs, it hasn't been terrible. There have been times where he's thrown some really good passes. And I, me, I've credited him for that. So stop acting so obstinate. Oh, my God. Talk about an overreaction Monday. I agree, things suck. But make sure you put the word suck in the right, right place. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. 
Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers on 1031 Tonight, I can't wait for I got, uh, this week, I'm actually home uh, with very little going on. I'm just uh, kind of doing some things around the house and getting ready for the, uh, the month of November into December. But tonight, because the next up on the docket for the Green Bay Packers is the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight, I'm heading down to Robert's Specialty Meets when I get off the air. Going to grab myself uh, something. I think chicken breasts, maybe those skewers tonight because uh, I'm down now 14 pounds. And I'm. we actually had a weekend in which we didn't eat great, but we didn't eat terrible. We exercised and moved. And that product that I've been telling you about that I've been taking for my shoulder, they've got a line of uh, supplements, dietary supplements and stuff. So we kind of got into that. So over the last couple of weeks, very quietly, I'm just trying to kind of get back to feeling good and being healthy. And so tonight I can do chicken skewers or maybe a steak, but I'm heading to Robert's Specialty Meats. I'm going to head outside at about 6 o'clock. I'm going to fire up the grill because uh, I grill all year round. I'm going to grill a little bit, throw a little bit of rub on there, uh, sit down with a relatively healthy meal, and I'm going to watch that game tonight. I might even head downstairs and uh, do a, uh, a bourbon or a beer. Uh, beer is not great because it's, uh, you know, so high in carbohydrates. But I can do one. I can have one beer, maybe a beer tonight. Maybe one of all oh, those, those caramel apple beers by Cider Boys are just outstanding. But I might do one of those tonight. Hey, I was, uh, speaking of that, I was in the Northwoods, as you know, this past weekend. And, man, I, I there was a little place, uh, Pembine, God, what is it called? Pembine something in pawn i can't remember what it is the name of it but it's a it's a little pawn store and they have ammunition and guns and stuff but it's also a liquor store and they had a full single barrel of j henry they had the last i got the last bottle of blanton's and they had a 24 year old bottle of weller's it was like i hit the mother load i i couldn't believe it i'm like you you got to be kidding me and it wasn't like it was overly priced because normally when you only get one or two of those in a month, you price the hell out of it because you, people are willing to pay anything for it. But they didn't they didn't jack it up too bad. Maybe 20 bucks a bottle. So I, I walked away with that this weekend. I'm like giddy. I'm like hitting all these landmines or gold mines, I should say, of, uh, of bourbons and whiskeys and beers. I, <laughs> it's just awesome. So I might even break into that tonight, but. That's my evening tonight. Uh, compliments of our friends at uh, Robert's Specialty Meets Waukesha down in, on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. And if you're going to be heading to the game this weekend and maybe you're uh, coming out of the Waukesha area, Walworth County area, Waukesha County, whatever it happens to be, Racine, stop over at Robert's, man, and get yourself something good to eat. At least if you get something good to eat, you can at least sit down and enjoy yourself 
knowing that you've got some good food in you, even though the play on the field has not been uh, not been worthy of, you know, talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, uh, uh, We also, uh, let, let's do this. Let's go back to the phones real quick. We got Denny listening to us in Holman. Denny, real quick, what you got going on, man? Well, I think it was a co- co- comical error the whole game was. I think that Love was some of the blame, but I do think Nixon, their tackling and Carrington and everything. I mean, everything contributed to it. You know, just because he threw that interception, who knows if uh, they'd have made the field goal if they attempted that too, you know. And I do totally agree with you, though, uh, as far as, as love, I, I kind of gave up a little bit on him because I just see him doing the same things repeatedly. And, and like you're saying on the show, you know, you're not seeing any progression, none, nothing. Right. Yeah. What we've seen is regression where it, it's some of the right. things that he was doing so well early, he's not doing now. And whether defenses are specifically taking that away from him or he's just trying to get more. Maybe now he's pressing. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to prove himself even right. more because things have gone so incredibly bad. I don't know, but right. it, uh, it, it has been – I appreciate the phone call. It has been a slow regression for the quarterback and more so for this offense as a whole, unfortunately. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, coming up after the bottom of the hour, Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. We're going to get his take on all of this as Pete was there up close and personal to watch this mess from yesterday. And uh, this is from Josh, and Josh says, Bill, you asked the question, how would you feel if the Packers won but won ugly? I said at the time I would feel bad because this is the worst team in the National Football League. The fact that they lost to the worst team in the National Football League speaks loudly of how bad this team actually is. They may not win a game the rest of the season. Josh, appreciate the email. Let's do this. we got Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, going to join us. That is next on the Bill Michaels Show. Stay tuned. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, The Bill Michael Show, on this Monday edition. Where the, well, let's be honest, the Sunday edition didn't look that damn good. (laughs) Not a great day at the office if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, uh, especially when you're somebody that uh, likes offense because the offense has been uh, basically missing in action now for three, four weeks. And to talk more about it, we got Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us on the hotline. And uh, Pete, so... Up close and personal, did it look any better there than it did from uh, the uh, television sets back here in Wisconsin? Uh, no, it did not. I'm uh, I happen to I'm rewatching the game as we speak. I'm late in the third quarter, and um, no, there was just they just had nothing going um, most of the day. It was the second half was better, you know, but it's so hard when you're playing um, uphill like that. And no, it was. Uh, it was brutal, and I wonder what the injury toll is. I'm really curious to see how bad Watson's injury is. Well, that was my next question. We haven't heard as of yet what some of these injuries are, but it certainly looked like uh, that pass that was thrown pretty far behind him, and when he stopped, the knee just kind of gave. 
Uh, now, let me ask you this with Christian Watson. I mean, there's a ton of talent there that's untapped. We know that. But at what point do you just say, this guy can't stay healthy? It, just anything, whether it's a hamstring, it's a knee, stopping too quick, starting too fast, running too fast, he can't stay healthy. Uh, it's been a real battle. I mean, you can't, you know, you he's a second-round pick. You traded, you know, another second-round pick to move up from uh, in the second round to get him. So he basically cost you two second-rounders. You know, it's year two, you know, closing in on halfway through. I mean, you can't give up on him now, but um, there is a ton of talent there. But it, the one thing that could derail him is if he keeps getting hurt. Now, I remember Aaron Jones had three MCLs in like his, you know, first, I don't know what it was, 13 months, 15 months with the team, something like that. Um, and so they had to be careful with him, but he has lasted. Um, so maybe this is just an early career thing, but it is a, it's a really bad sign that yet again he's hurt, especially if he's out for a little while this time. I remember when Aaron Jones, we did that Lodge Cooler kickoff show, and Aaron Jones, after that first season, uh, you know, and I talked to him, I said, what are you going to do? He said, I, I got to get stronger and I got to get thicker and, and more stout. He lost body weight, but he gained muscle mass so he could take the punishment that the NFL brought. And maybe that's something that Christian Watson, although you don't want to lose your speed by bulking up, but maybe that's what he needs to do if he's going to be able to survive an NFL season, you know? You know, the, the thing is, I was looking at you know, the, one of the first day or two of training camp, I was looking at him, and his legs looked thicker to me than they did uh, the previous season or even um, from what I noticed in the offseason stuff. So, you know, Maybe it's bad luck, or maybe just some guys just aren't, you know, put together as well as other guys, and maybe mm -hmm. that's that's the issue. But uh, it's got to be a huge concern for these guys because he's one of their most, you know, he's he's a super talented guy. They need it. They badly need him. So let's start with the offense, and we'll get to the defense towards the end. But the offensive side of the football, they cannot score in the first half. They can't get into a rhythm, you know. If if you're sitting there and you're looking at this and you're saying suggestions or ideas or things to do, what do they do? Uh, it, because Matt Lafleur just to, to me at this point looks lost. He looks like he knows what he wants, but he can't get from point A to point B with this group of guys. Yeah, nothing's working. Um, it almost seems like you know because they they struggled. You know, he had the, he opened the game the one game with the what five or six straight passes. Uh, so he's really tried to emphasize the run. I think in these last couple. And it's almost like defenses know they're coming. I was early in the, um, I think on the first series in the Bronco game, they did a, there was a run blitz on like the second or third play and it just stuffed the run. So I don't know what the answer is. Um, <clears throat> short passes to get you going, but the defense is creeping up. You know, you take a deep shot on first down or second down on your first possession. It's great if you hit on it or get a penalty, but if you miss, then you're looking at third and long probably. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I think getting Aaron Jones back would help a lot. I just looked a little while ago and he only played like 34% of the offensive snaps. So that's a third of the game. They need to double that. And I would hope once he got through this game playing an altitude and on a hot day that they'll feel a lot better about it now and that he's back to, you know, playing 60% or so snaps. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know what the answer would be other than maybe Jordan loves a, a slow starter. And he's got to just be sharper early. Um, what do you make of his uh, lack of accuracy? It's um, it's hurting him. You know, those downfield throws are just not connecting on him. But 
you know, he said after the game, you know, because the, the defense was really creeping up and they're creeping up against the run and against those short passes. He said after the game, they need to take, you know, more deep shots. Like, you know, they, he felt like they did a little more in the second half. And he's probably right. Even though they're missing on him, they got to keep trying because they got to keep um, those the secondary. They got to keep those safeties aware that the ball might be coming over their heads. Um, but it would help a lot. He's got to hit on one or two of these or get some penalties on him. I'm going to, I'm actually going to talk to some experts this week. That's my plan for a column this week is uh, talk about how much uh, guys can improve with accuracy. And if they've watched any film on him, what they think the, the issues might be. Defensively speaking, uh, very casually after the game last night, Mike Clemens comes on and says that a defender told him that they come in with one game plan, and at halftime there's no fire, there's no emotion, there's no nothing out of Joe Barry. It's just, hey, we're going to make a change. Kind of tells them what they're doing, and the guy said to Mike that we're not even sure what we're doing at times because there's no direction there. And so how – you know, I trust Mike. Mike. If Mike says it, man, I'll, I'll take it to the grave and put it in the Bible. But, you know – what do you make of something like that at this point? Do you kind of see a defense that's become frustrated because they have to do everything to get this team to win? You know, uh, I wasn't there for that conversation, but I talked with somebody who was, and they were unsure whether the player was talking about Barry or whether he's talking about the offense, actually. So I'm not, I don't know if that was directed to Barry or not. I think it, it was unclear. It might have been about. Uh, the play calling and the game plan on offense and, and diverting from that early. Um, but, you know, look, you can't count on your defense. You know, they, it's, they're having a hard enough time getting stops, let alone you can't count on them to put up the points too. Um, I guess, you know, Denver's had turnover problems, so you could probably fault these guys for not creating any turnovers. But, you know, they only gave up, what, 19, was it 19 points? Yeah, 19, 17. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's got, that's good enough to win. I, you know, I'm not, I mean, I think Joe Barry's as well as I wouldn't have brought him back if I were LaFleur, but these, these last few games, these last couple, I don't think you can pin on, pin on the defense. It's just, they just have nothing going on offense right now. Uh, does Matt LaFleur and I, I'm, I'm not getting into the whole, does he deserve to be fired and all that kind of stuff because he's going to get clearly the opportunity to ride this out and try to fix this. But the fact that uh, they scored 20 against the Lions, 13 against the Raiders, and now only 17 against the Broncos, and really only 18 against the Saints, they haven't scored more than 20 since the Falcons game, which was the second one of the season where they lost that game 25-24. At some point, you got to say, why is this thing regressing? Is it just because defenses now have a look at Jordan Love, and they say, we're going to take away we, – we dare you to throw it deep. We're going to take away those short little dump-off passes and put you behind the sticks, and you got to figure everything else out. Is it just because teams now have a book on them and say, okay, we can defend this. This is easy. Yeah, that's probably part of it. I can't say that I know anything close to for sure on this. I mean, you know, they've been you know playing. Aaron Jones is so obviously their, their best guy in offense. You know, rewatching the game, there was that third down early where they gave it to him, and he got around the left edge and got the first down. And the TV, watching on TV did not do it justice. In person, it looked like they had him behind the line and he wasn't going to make the corner. And it just jumped out at you how quickly he, he right. got around that corner. And there's nobody else on this team. I don't know. There's, there's not a ton of backs in the league who probably make the corner on that play. So 
how little he's played is a killer because he's the one guy defenses really have to honor and change their game plans for. And then the young receivers, I mean, those guys are making their share of mistakes too. The whole line's been, you know, probably a, you know, a little below average when we're going to be a little above average. Um, so, I, you know, I can't tell you exactly how much of each it is, but, I mean, all those things are a factor, including, you know, what you said at first. I'm sure coordinators have figured out a couple things that uh, seem to give uh, love, love problems, and now it's up to Love and LaFleur to, to find an answer for that. And maybe a big part of it is you got to keep taking those down, uh, downfield shots and he's got to start hitting everyone, you know, hitting one out of every two. What, where do you go from here now? What do you do? You know, you, this, this league, weird things happen, and it's, you know, teams go through bad stretches, and sometimes they get out of it, and sometimes they don't. They've just got to keep, you know, working with love. They put, they put too much time into him to just, you know, they can't give up on him now, obviously. Um, so I, you just keep at it and try to, and hope that he improves. You know, I, there were a couple plays where there were check downs that he didn't take. There was one where he checked down to Dylan over the middle on a third down early where he had Sternberger in the right flat, where if he'd gone over there, there was a lot of green. He probably would have gotten the first down. Um, so I don't know if he's just not seeing it or if he just needs a little more game experience um, to see that stuff. I mean, right now there's, you know, there the evidence is accumulating where there's good reason to be skeptical about him, but I'm still keeping an open, I don't know about you or anybody listening, but, I'm still keeping an open mind on it. It's still, you know, it's still fairly early, but you know, anybody who's who's skeptical right now, there's, uh, you know, there's good evidence to to back them up. My mind is opened, but I know which way I'm leaning, Pete. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I hate to let my bias seep in, but I was never a fan of the pick to begin with, and now some of the things that I had talked about are starting to come to fruition, and I just don't know how they're going to get better. I've seen more of a regression than I have a progression. And what bothers me the most, and you tell me if, it, if it's the, the same for you or not, you had one game in 21, 22 days, whatever it was, and this was supposed to be the get-right game, coming back against a bad defense, against seemingly a bad football team, and this was where you were supposed to look rhythmic, you were supposed to look right, you were supposed to come out with your best scripted plays and look sharp and ready to go. Like, this was needed because you needed to kind of regroup, and nothing changed. And that's what bothers me the most about this contest. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard. Not, I mean, they've had a, they had a mini-buy, and they came out and laid a, kind of laid an egg, not kind of, the first half was awful. And then they had the full-buy, and it was the exact same thing. So it's totally agreed now. You know, things aren't linear in this league. You don't get better every week. Um, you know, there's there's times where you, you, know, you can play really well and then just play a horrendous game. Look at the Lions yesterday. Uh, I don't think the Ravens had played that great the last uh, couple of games, and all of a sudden they just explode on offense. So, you know, it's a roller coaster. Even for the good teams, there's a roller coaster element to it. But I'm with you in that right now it's not a roller coaster. It's a slide downhill. And, um there's still time for things to turn around and, you know, for love, for a light to go on for love. I mean, he still hasn't played a lot. Um, so there's still time for all that stuff. But, you know, once we get to the half halfway point and a little past that, there's got to be signs of progress or that's going to be a really big red flag. Real quick, I know we only got a minute before I let you go. At what point do you start evaluating the, acu uh, the, the accumulation of talent on this team? Um, you know, you probably wait till the end of the season to really do it because you just got to let things play out. I still think there's real talent there, um, but part of it is, you know, it's 
and been on the sidelines for a lot of the season with injuries. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about Matt LaFleur's comment of what do you have to hang your hat on? And I'm thinking, okay, where's my most dynamic players? What do I have to hang my hat on? It's probably Rashawn, Gary, and Aaron Jones. Would you would you would you agree with that? Oh yeah, those are their those are their best guys. You know, Alexander's one of their most talented and he's been out a couple times. Uh Watson, they I mean that that was you know, three catches for twenty seven, that's just you know, that's nothing. Uh mm-hmm. they gotta get the ball in his hands. But now, I mean, he looked like he was in a lot of pain on the sidelines. I wonder if he's gonna be out for a while. I don't know, and I don't know what we'll learn from LaFleur at uh, this afternoon at his press conference. But, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge blow if he can't be on the field because you know, Jones and, and Watson, those are, the, those are their real playmakers. Right, no doubt. Good stuff as always, Pete. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk again real soon, okay? Sounds good, Bill. Thanks for having me. Thanks, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I'm woefully late, but I got to. I had to get all that stuff in. That's just such good stuff and such good opinion back and forth. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and I want to respond to some of the comments over on the live stream. You people have got it going on today. You're all fired up, and I like that. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031 The Bill Michaels Show, we continue on, and uh, I got to tell you, traveling around, you know what I love? I love food trip, man. Gas is coming down a little bit, which was nice, but uh, stopping and getting some healthy alternatives. I love their, they got an energy pack uh, that they make themselves. It's grapes and apples and cheeses and some crackers, and uh, it's unbelievably filling. It's not terrible for you. They've got another peanut pack that uh, is an energy pack. So even if you're on the go and you want to get something that's relatively healthy, you can get that as well, which is amazing. And uh, I love that from Quick Trip. And don't forget, you can go into Quick Trip and you can get your staples, your bread, your milk, your eggs, your butter, all that kind of good stuff. Get all that at Quick Trip. And uh, the bread right now, 99 cents a loaf. I mean, limit five, and that's fantastic. But uh, you can also go in and get yourself registered to win a brand new Chevy pickup truck. And they're giving that away in conjunction with the Green Bay Packers. So a lot of stuff going on. Check out your friends from Quick Trip. Quick Trip has just so much to offer, and they're based right here in the state of Wisconsin. And, God, they're just a, they're just a gift to have here uh, all throughout the state. So thanks to Quick Trip for being a part of the program. 
Uh, coming up the next hour, you're going to want to uh, hear more about this. Obviously, Mike Clemens uh, and the discussion that he had last night. We'll hear more from inside the locker room. Pete Doherty, who confirms what Mike says, said he wasn't sure if they were talking specifically about Joe Barry or about the offensive side of the football and the frustration becoming uh, more evident on the defensive side, which I could also understand. I could also understand that uh, there's no fire, there's no brimstone, there's no emotion. I mean, it was specific as the way Mike made it sound like it, they were talking about Joe Barry. But Pete confirmed the conversation. Pete said, absolutely, it happened. That conversation was there. They said, look, no fire, no emotion, no nothing, just a little bit of an adjustment. Guys don't know what they're doing. You know, guys don't know what they're doing. So whatever side of the ball it happens to be coming specifically from, the thought is that somewhere in that locker room, guys, there's no emotion, there's no fire, there's no nothing. Guys don't know what they're doing. You know? There you have it. Hey, I did want to get to this before I got to uh, the, the the top of the hour. Um, <laughs> people are talking about what should they do on Thanksgiving, whether they should eat first or not before watching the Packers game. That means you eat at 10 in the morning. You know, I don't think you want to do that. Um, this is from David. Do we have a coaching staff that can deal with such a youthful group? Maybe Goody underestimated the capabilities of the coaching talent. Coaching veterans is likely different than dealing with a bunch of youth uh, going so young may have created greater problems that we fans are having a tough time. Uh, there was another one that said, look, um, that many of you thought this team was going to go to the postseason. I never did. I never thought that. And I want to deal with that comment when we come back because there was uh, a few of you over on the live stream uh, that I don't know where you're getting your information but uh, we'll talk about it because I want to address it. I'm not going to run from that crap. We're going to address it. Stay tuned. Good stuff today all the way around. Good stuff. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.